Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hey folks, welcome to Wednesday night. So good to see you tonight, be here tonight. Hey, I'm calling the Army out tonight. (laughs) Those of you in the Army, listen, you remember the... uh, uh, the midnight ride of Paul Revere, when he said the British are coming, the British are coming, and uh, the militia got started and the army got started, and they uh, that 400 years, 300 and some years ago, not 400 years, but 300 and some years ago, or 200 and some years ago, I guess it was. But anyway, I'm calling you out tonight. I'm calling the army out tonight. How many of you know we're in a, a battle, a real battle, a battle for this nation, and a battle for nations? How many of you know that? So. I'm telling you, if you're in the army of the Lord, you have a responsibility. I uh, would encourage you, if you didn't get to hear David Gulliford on Sunday, he reminded us, and it's a good reminder, we need to be reminded. We we have weapons that are not carnal, but mighty, for the pulling down of strongholds. And we have something called the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And listen, you may not think you're important in the army of God, but you are important. I remember, and I probably said this before, my dad was in World War II and he was a cook in Patton's army. But you know, he knew how to fight and he knew how to carry a gun and he knew how to use a gun. And and so we're in the army of the Lord. And wherever you're at in the army of the Lord, you may have just gotten born again, but you have a power in you now. And we called a responsibility and called uh, for such a time as this. I was talking to some of the guys uh, last day or two, and I was reminded about when I first was in the Navy. And I was an E-2 when I went on board ship, and uh, that means I was pretty young in the Navy, just out of boot camp a short time. And uh, they immediately took and gave me a job for one general quarters. General quarters is when you you man your battle stations ready for battle, and we would do this on a regular basis. And my job was to go to the bottom of, uh, uh, at the fantail, that by, that's about, or the, the stern of the ship, and go down about four decks, run down there, and sit down in a, what they called after steering. And I put on a headset, and if something happened to the, steer, uh, the bridge, I'd have to steer the ship. Now, I was only uh, a little past 18 years old. I was uh, brand new in the Navy. But how many of you know I had a responsibility? And listen, I'm telling you tonight, you could just been born again yesterday, but you have a responsibility now. You're in the army of the Lord, and it's time to pray. It's time to intercede. It's time to pray in the spirit because we have a weapon that the devil doesn't have. We have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I'm calling every one of you tonight Begin to pray. David, I love what David said. He said, if you can't make prayer meeting, men's prayer, prayer meeting on Saturday morning, start praying in the spirit at seven o'clock. Or if you can't make Monday night prayer meeting, start praying in the spirit. But you know what? You should do that every day. We sh- you should do that every day. Start praying in the spirit. I, I believe you're, you're fighting the battles of, uh, uh, and giving victory to, to uh, the, the church and to this, this nation, when you do that, you're fighting uh, over in, uh, over in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, when Paul told us to stand, put on the armor of God and stand, and after we've done all, stand. And he says, put on this armor. 
And what did he say? He put that armor on, but then he say, okay, just stand still now, don't do anything. No, he said, pray with all prayer in the spirit, with all manner of prayer in the spirit. Amen. So we're to do that tonight. So I'm just calling you out before I get started on this message. I wanted to tell you, hey, you got responsibility and you got, you're important. You're important in this. You don't have to be in a pulpit ministry or, or some visible ministry. You have responsibility and you're important to God and you're important to this cause that's going on today because we are, our nation and the world is in a mess. And so, but we have the church and I'm going to tell you something. What does, what does the enemy want to do? He wants to stop the church. So let's be the church, amen, with power. So tonight I just want to talk to you about a little bit about prayer, how to increase the power of God in your life, amen? And this is past, uh, a partial of scripture that you most of you have heard before, but it's one that uh, over in Ephesians chapter one that Brother Hagin said he pre uh, prayed for about six months straight every day, more, multiple times a day, and then he realized, hey, uh, told his wife, Aretha, he said, I don't know what I've been preaching the last 12 years. God has opened up my mind so much with great things. Well, he'll do the same thing for us because he's no respecter of persons. So tonight, this is called exceedingly great, exceeding great power. That's what he's given us. But here's, let's begin to read here in, in chapter 1 and verse uh, 15. This is there, Paul speaking. Therefore, after heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, he said, he did not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. How many of you know Paul was praying for that group of people now? How many of you know Jesus that's the right hand of God making, ever making intercession for us? He wants us to know the truth. Now this group was he was praying for was a born again, spirit filled group of people there at Ephesus. And it was right there. He, he said, your love for all the saints. In other words, they were a people that loved God. They, loved, they were baptized in the spirit. But Paul's saying, There's, you need to know more. You need to have some more information, more understanding. So he goes on to say, he said that make mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Wow. You mean, Paul, I, I don't know everything now that I'm born again and baptized in the spirit? No, that's like a jump start. You're just getting started. That's where we're at. We have to continually uh, seek truth and know truth. And Paul's saying that to them. He said, the eyes of your understanding being what? Enlightened. In other words, you'll know truth. You, you'll have the truth and you'll know the truth. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of its inheritance in the saints? And here it is. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the workings of his mighty power. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. What is the exceedingly greatness of his power? God, it seemed, you know, this is Paul's writing here, and you've heard it said before that it seems that uh, uh, God won't do anything unless somebody prays. Well, you know, we've been, uh, this church was birthed in prayer. This church was birthed in prayer in a house over here, not too far from here when we had a small prayer group. And then one of the biggest things of, of our uh, first existence was a prayer meeting. We didn't have Wednesday night service in those days, but we had a prayer meeting. I think it was every Tuesday night. And we'd have 40, 50 people to come to a prayer meeting. 
and we were learning about prayer. How many of you know we haven't lost sight of that? We're still called to be prayer. But he says this exceedingly greatness of God's power, what? That raised Jesus from the dead. Now, we're not talking about power. You know, Jesus raised some people from the dead, didn't he? Lazarus and, and uh, Jairus' daughter, and yet they died again. But this is resurrection power. This kind of power is what God used to raise Jesus to live eternally in heaven and will be there someday. And it's the same power that will raise us up to newness of life in the end times, amen, or whenever we go on to be with him. So as he released exceedingly great power to us who what? It says, to us who believe. Are you a believer? I hope you are tonight. I hope you aren't just a, a, a part-time Christian or a, just a convert rather than a disciple, amen. You're a believer. How many of you know he released this power towards us? We're a believers. I'm, I've been raised with Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, that blesses me tonight. Say that to yourself. I've been raised with Jesus. I'm a believer. Hallelujah. He raised us from the, to benefit and released us to exceedingly power to those who believe. Some say, I don't believe. Some say, I don't, I, I, I don't understand that. I'm, I, never, I just doubt all the time. I don't believe half what. Listen, doubt never did anything. Doubt never did anything. Begin to tell yourself, I have faith in what Jesus Christ accomplished. God raised him from the dead so I could be raised from the death of sin and, 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 uh, and death itself. Amen? Begin to tell yourself that. Unbelief and doubt never. Hey, listen, never build a church. Back 40 years ago, back 40 years ago when Pastor Larry and some of, some of the rest of us here began to believe that there'd be a, a church right out here somewhere. And then there was a vision of a dome church, believe this or not, in that prayer meeting, there was a vision of a dome church sitting near the interstate. This is where we're at now. And faith, and we had faith to believe for. It wasn't, well, we weren't doubting, well, I don't guess we'll ever have that. No, we wouldn't have had that. We'd have went on down the road somewhere else, maybe at another church, maybe not even serving God. But listen, doubt and unbelief never does anything. So we have to have faith. And when you have faith, what happens? We need to have action. If you say you have faith in no action, you're lying to yourself. Isn't that right? Faith never got anyone, or uh, unbelief and doubt never got anyone saved. How many of you know that? Unbelief and doubt never got anyone healed. How many, listen, unbelief. Well, I don't believe in all that. I don't believe you need to accept Christ. I don't believe that he still heals today. Unbelief and doubt never got anyone delivered. How many of you know where to, where to <laughs> I'm excited because say this to yourself. I'm a believer, not a doubter. Amen? And I'm a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. If I'm a believer, and I am, do you believe the Bible? Well, yes, I believe the Bible. I believe everything in this word right here is the inherent word of God. It's from, from one cover to the other. The 66 books of the Bible are true. If you don't believe that, you're having a problem. You better back and go back and, uh, and begin to believe or, or search your heart because if you can believe that God's going to take you to heaven someday and you don't believe some of these stories in here, then, then you're, you're in a, a doubter. We talk about the exceeding greatness of his power, how great he is, how great he is to us, that power. I think about, listen, how great our God is. Have you thought about that? Have you thought, we need to have a concept of how great our God is. Listen to what Jeremiah says in 32, 17. 
Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. How many of you know that's our God? That's our God. Listen, we're not to, we're not to be a, a faint of heart today. We're not to lose heart. We're not to uh, sit down and back up and, and say, well, well, I guess what will be will be. No, we're in the army of the Lord. We're here for a reason, for such a time as this. Maybe you can't make it to church. I, I like that what David said. Begin to pray at home. Begin to pray in the spirit. Listen, there's no distance in the, in the realm of the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray, ask God to use you mightily. Hey, this is where we're at today. Listen, we have to know in Luke 18, 27, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. This is who we're calling on today. We're not, we're not looking for men to change our lives. We're looking for God to change our life and change our circumstances in our nation. He'll use men and women, but he, he needs to have somebody pray to him and intercede with him and know that this is a God that's all powerful. Listen, there's problems all around. This is not anything new ever since the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. You know that. It's some seem, and some of the things seem impossible. I knew when they, don't you think when they stood at the Red Sea and the Egyptian army was behind them, don't you know that seemed impossible? But the sea was opened up and, and they went across the, uh, the Red Sea and then the Egyptian army was uh, drowned in the sea. How many of you know God still does mighty things like that? He still does marvelous things, but all things are possible with him. May not be possible with, with uh, man, but they're possible with him. You ought to make a, a, a list someday. Uh, well, uh, a list what God can do and what the enemy uh, or what man can do or what the enemy says he'll do. And then you ought to know, put God at the top of that list. Say, nothing is impossible with our God. Amen. Maybe you got a doctor's report that says, you know, it's a bad report. Who are you going to who, whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what the doctor says? Although we love doctors and thank God, most of us wouldn't be around a long time if we didn't have doctors. But how many of you know it says in God's word that by the stripes of Jesus, we've been made whole, made healed and made whole. Hallelujah. Maybe you've got relationship problems. How many of you know he's into the relationship, amending of relationships? Maybe you've got COVID-19, all this carrying on with COVID-19. Boy, <laughs> I know it's serious stuff, but it's been politicized to no end. But how many of you know he's greater than COVID-19? How do I know? I just had it and I'm over it. <laughs> Amen. We've got to believe those things. Make a list of everything that man can't do and then put in there everything that God can and will do. Listen to Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? How many of you know when we're sleeping, he doesn't? Amen? He does never sleeps or slumbers. He is un his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. You need to know that tonight. He gives power to the weak. Amen? And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Maybe you don't have much strength tonight. You know, I, I have to tell this on myself. When I had COVID, I had, I had a sore throat and a, and a cough. And, and, uh, and I mentioned that last week. I, was, I had a lot of time to reflect on how 
grateful I am and how blessed I've been to have people that have come along, great wife, great family, all that. I, I, I told you that last week. But I got better after about four days. I was doing much better, and I was sitting up longer during the day and, and, and wasn't as tired and everything. And, and then people would text me and, and say, how you doing, or ask Sandy, and, and I'd, I'd report like this. I said, well, I'm much better, but I'm really tired. And I'll tell you what, after that one, after that one started saying that, there was a day right after that, I couldn't get out of bed. I was so worn out. I mean, I could not. And then it came to my lightning quick mind. What have you been saying, Mike? I've been saying, I'm really tired. Well, I got over that real quick. I began to say, I got the strength of God. I'm, I'm strong. My body is well healed. I'm not tired. I'm strong. I, and you know what? It was almost like, it almost not, wasn't quite instantaneously, but it almost was. Went away, got over that real tired feeling, and I was back going again. Well, how many of you know God will give you strength? If you're weak today and, and, and have no might, he increases your strength. You ought to say that. I have the life of God in me. I have his life, his, his nature, his ability. I'm strong. My body's strong. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to stand in the gap. I'm, listen, because he, he's for me. He increases my strength. And it says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail, fall or fail. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Well, how, how do you keep your strength? You begin to proclaim that what God has said here is for you. Amen? Amen. Tell yourself. Say, body, get strong. Get right. Get up. Get going again in Jesus' name. Don't sit back and give in to the devil. Don't give in to his ideas about, oh, I, I, can't, I guess I'm too old. How many of you know you need to run your race to the very end? Hallelujah. I know I'm talking to myself, but I'm talking to you too. You need to run your race to the very end, not be fearful and anxious. Say, Lord, use me right up to the very end. And you know one of the things he can do, he can, or you can do, you can pray in the Holy Ghost, laying in bed, maybe flat to your back, whatever you're, wherever you're at, you can begin to intercede. Say, God, let me run my race to the end and fulfill my call. Amen? Amen. I know that blesses you. So just go ahead and say, that, that blesses me, Mike. <laughs> Oh, praise the Lord. I know I'm getting stirred up, but I'm telling you, we're, at, we're, at, we're in a battle and we're in the army of the Lord and we need to act like it. We got an all-powerful God. God is alive, exceeding greatness of his power that raised Jesus from the dead. How many of you know, raised Jesus from the dead? Hallelujah. What a great and mighty God we have. Listen, they knew that in the first church, didn't they? We have, this is resurrection power we're talking about. How I many even know we've been endued with power from on high by the Holy, with, with the Holy Ghost, amen? We've been endued with that. You don't tell yourself, I'm a Holy Ghost person. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and power. I'm anointed to go about doing good like Jesus did, amen? But in that first church, how I many even know uh, over in uh, Acts chapter four, you know this scripture because I've used it so many times, but this is my, one of my favorite passages of scripture, chapter three and four of Acts. And it talks about when Peter and John raised the lame man. 
and they were incarcerated. And it, it, it said that they, when they began to interrogate them, it said, Peter, full of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know we need to be full of the Holy Spirit in this day and this hour? But he was able to, uh, to proclaim and, and come against all their, refute all their uh, uh, interrogation. And then they said, behold, it looked like they knew that they had been with Jesus because of the boldness that they saw in them. But I, I looked over here in verse uh, chapter 4, verse 18. And he said, uh, after they had severely threatened them, that from now on they should speak to no man in this name, meaning Jesus. So they called them and con commanded them that they should not speak or nor teach in the name of Jesus. How many of you know that's what this is all about today? How many of you know this is what, that's, what it's all about today? How many of you know that, that the uh, bars and the strip clubs, there's strip clubs in California are open, but the churches are being pushed out? <laughs> Doesn't seem right. It isn't right. But that's what's happening. They don't want to hear the name of Jesus, my friends. You know that. But down in, in verse 23, they went back to their own companions. And I like what they said. Now, this is they know how great God was. They'd seen God do marvelous things. Amen. And so in verse 24, it says, Now when they had heard what, they had, what happened from Peter and John, they raised their voice with God with one accord. They were in unity. David was preaching on unity. How we need unity today, my friends. That means a oneness. And it goes on to say, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Amen. In other words, they said, you're God. You're the God. You're, we're not listening to this group of men here that don't want anything to do with God, this religious group of people. How many of you know there's a lot of religious Christians out there today? I'm sorry, but there is. Amen? And they need to know the truth. Search for the truth. If you want to know it, you'll find it. It goes on to say, well, I'll just read the whole thing. Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why do the nations rage? Boy, that is so appropriate today. And the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. That's where we're at. Hasn't changed. Hasn't changed one time, one bit. Goes on to say, for truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determines to be before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats. Now, they didn't come and say, oh, poor us. We're going to hide out now. And, and, and I know that uh, it looks bad in our nation, but I'm just going to cuddle down and huddle down and, and, and hope nobody sees what I'm doing and, and I'll be okay. That wasn't what they said at all. And they, in fact, they were, they, were, they were so pop-eyed mad about what went on. This is what they said. <laughs> now, look, Lord, at their threats and grant to your servant that with all boldness. Hallelujah. Is this the day we need boldness? Church, church, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. We need boldness in this day and this hour that they may speak your word by stretching out your hands to heal that at signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I pray that right now for this church. I pray that right now for the body of Christ, the remnant church across this land. Amen. This is important stuff we have going on in our nation right now. Other nations are, other Christians and other nations are depending on us. Amen. They're praying for us. It goes on to say, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with 
boldness. Hallelujah. Goes on to say down in verse uh, 33, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and, all, and great grace was upon them all. How many of you know that they knew what their God could do and they weren't afraid to announce it? Amen. Now back over in Ephesians, it said that resurrection power. How many of you know it's resurrection power that we have living on the inside of us? We need to recognize that, my friends. This is not a day to, to fold our hands and uh, sit down and say, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. No, we're to stand up in the face of adversity and in the time we're living in. You're in the army, whether you, <laughs> whether you went in the military and the, and the natural or not, you're in the army of the Lord and he's expecting great things. Amen. Amen. Listen to what it says. Uh, it goes on to say in verse 20, which he, uh, that great power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And then he goes on to say, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. That's us tonight, my brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. But it's that Holy Ghost power. Listen to what Romans, Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the, his spirit who dwells in you. Listen, my friends, this is not a, a night to be discouraged. It's not a night to be uh, dismayed. Uh, this is a night to rise up in the power that's already been placed in us. Amen? It's, it's the power of God. I would encourage you, say to yourself, I'm a born-again child of the living God. The greater one is in me, and he's called me out of darkness to be light in this day and this hour. And what can I do, Lord, for you? What, how can I uh, demonstrate and glorify your very name? Oh, well, Lord, maybe it's, is it praying in the spirit? I believe it is. I believe it's a gathering together in unity and, and going forth and telling others about the goodness of God, having boldness in this day and this hour. Amen. That's us. That's us. He's called us for such a time as this. Listen, my friends, I don't know where you're at in, in age or, 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 you know, I mean, you know, there is no such thing as retirement in the Bible. I think of Paul, uh, John, <laughs> the revelator, on the Isle of Patmos, they say he was in his 90s, had been boiled in oil and, and left out on this island, got the greatest revelation of all time of Jesus Christ. And we read it all the time. Amen? Where it should be. But this is who we are. That same spirit that, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, it shall quicken or make alive our mortal body. We need to act like we're alive in Christ. Amen? Amen. We certainly are in the army. And I'm, I'm, calling, <laughs> I'm calling all Christians, I'm calling all patriots. Man your battle stations. Man your battle stations. Take it serious. Know this, I'm, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for your children and grandchildren, I'm praying for your families. Why? Because this is serious, serious stuff. I know God can uh, save people in a, in a 
well, I won't just say it, a communist or whatever dictatorship country. But how many of you know it's better that we live in a country where we have freedoms to freely preach the gospel? So we need to be doing what we know to do. Amen? And I know you will. I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm believing God is doing great things right now, but I believe the church needs to continue to pray, continue. The battle's not going away. Amen? It's not going away, but we need to continue to pray at all times. So I know you will. So be encouraged. Let me pray before we get off here. Father, we ask you to help us. Oh, recognize how great and exceedingly great power that you have when you raise Christ from the dead, and it's towards us. <laughs> What power we have in the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. May we be partnered with you like never before. Wherever we're at, wherever we're going, may we pray without ceasing. May we enter, enter that partnership with you and know that you're on the throne. Greater is you that's in, in us than he that's in the world. And we're not going to be afraid and we're not going to be anxious, but we're going to engage in the battle and engage in the battle. Victory's assured, the battle's been won, but we have, to, we have to continue to put up the fight. And so we do, and we thank you for it. And we thank you that Living Word Family Church is gonna grow and be powerful and have the gifts of the power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit moving greatly in our midst. And we give you all the praise tonight in a mighty, mighty God that you are, an exceedingly great, powerful God. We love you and we thank you for all you've done for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been good to be with you tonight. Be encouraged. God's on the throne and Jesus is alive and he's, he is Lord. So we'll see you next time. Be blessed. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.